The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter for the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Today on the podcast, I want to give a overall thought process to uh, what I'm seeing from the Denver Broncos as we are about 10 days into training camp and of course with camp continuing on got about another two weeks left before well the season's coming up I want to give you my overall thoughts as we go uh, well essentially position by position offense and defense certainly some uh, interesting stuff tidbits that are starting to form potential players who uh, are rising and those who are falling so again it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sportsbook app where today we start with the offense where of course at the quarterback position that's really been the one position that we're all watching right and that's Drew Locke and how this kid looks is he aggressive is he tenacious is he conservative is he throwing interceptions whatever may be the case we're all asking all these questions well Tell you what, through ten week, uh, through ten days, I should say, of training camp at UCL Training Center, the the clear themes I'm picking up are a he is very aggressive, and this is a kid who is not afraid to throw it into tight windows during practice, and he's also very aggressive with the football going down the field, not just tight windows on short slants, but also pushing the football down the field. And I think immediately Bronco fans think, oh, thank goodness, some fun and explosiveness. To the offense, right? Because, look, previous years, this has just simply not been the case. This is a football team that has been, well, just bad in general on offense in trying to push the football well, down the field. And so if you are a Broncos fan, I think you like that. You like that tenaciousness. You like the chemistry that he's beginning to build with the wide receivers. And, of course, this is a really... Um, oh gosh, how should I put this? Exciting, fun, young wide receiver core to watch that he is throwing the football to. And that's where we kind of transition the wide receivers. Through 10 practices, I think it's been pretty clear to me that Jerry Judy is kind of the guy who's really stood out on this team in general. But I want to also focus on some other wide receivers as well, too. Deshaun Hamilton has really come on since the injury, uh, the the unfortunate injury to K.J. Hamler. Hamler's going to be out a couple weeks, and so Deshaun Hamilton is making the most of his opportunities. Cortland Sutton looks good. Uh, Certainly we've seen some ups and downs from other depth guys, and I want to point out Tyree Cleveland as well, too. A little bit later, Pick, who has really kind of shined in moments and got some opportunities to really utilize his side spe- size speed combo and so going to be interesting to see how the Denver Broncos and this offense kind of begin to well finesse themselves into a uh, well core offense because look there's going to be a lot of moving parts there's going to be a lot of different players who are certainly going to be in the mix from not only the receivers but I should note the pass catchers of course because the tight end position as we naturally transition to them you've got tight ends who can catch the football and run with the football from Noah Fan, Albert Okawebanon, no uh, Nick Fanette starting to get into the action as well too Jake Butt earlier in camp started to really make an impression 
A little bit of died-down narrative so far, but certainly the tight end position getting a lot of run and a lot of love, including also when it comes to not only well catching the football, but blocking as well, too, because that's going to be huge and critical for this football team is they have an offensive line that's certainly maybe a little bit on the, I don't want to say the weaker side, but it's not their biggest strength. Obviously, opt-out of Juwan James is a big deal, and this is a Denver Broncos team that's now going to be looking for potentially some, uh, well, bona fide starter play out of Elijah Wilkinson for a full 16, and I don't think that was initially anticipated versus him just providing competition on the left side now he's going to scooch over to the right side, so certainly interesting and workings there. The center position has really been the one that I think most people have focused on media-wise, and to me it's very, very clear. I think Lloyd Cushenberry III is your starting center. That's not official yet, but Lloyd Cushenberry has looked the part. He has played the best. I don't even think he's even bobbled a snap so far where Austin Schlotman Morris has certainly had issues in snapping the football. I think you can take Morris out of the, the running now. Is uh, It was back on, I want to say, Monday where he had, boy, a brutal practice, couple over the head, off to the side too low, some bad snaps. We've also seen some inaccurate snaps that got to the quarterback, but again, low at the feet of the quarterback from Austin Schlotman. Lloyd Cushenberry has very much been the clean center so far, and I think that may result in him earning that starting job. So the Broncos offense as a whole, I think the the aggression was nice to see. It was certainly interesting uh, to see them line up in some certain formations. Formations I can't unfortunately reveal to you, but I'll say this. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. That's all I could say. But more than anything, the one thing I appreciate, I think there's a lot of clarity and there's a lot of structure with what Pat Shermer is trying to institute. And it's very clear they're learning the fundamentals of it. And there's going to be some real roots and pillars that they're going to lean on. And that's great to see because uh, right now it is what it is. They're only in practice. Certainly we will grade everything based on the game and those results. But I, I never got that feel immediately out of Rich Gangarello last year. It always just seemed like like they were going to be a heavy run football team, but then they just they made Joe Flacco throw the football a lot and all these different things. It just nothing matched up and really had any sort of cohesiveness or made sense. Now I think it's a little bit more streamlined to what you would think of what Pat Shermer would want to run, and for that I, I am really appreciative, and I think you could see some success because this is a Broncos football team now on offense that can maybe play a little faster. You hear that term on this podcast a lot, is playing fast, understanding your role, understanding what you're going to do, and then obviously, look, just simply put, the talent is upgraded on offense. From the wide receiver position, adding Melvin Gordon I think was terrific in the running back room certainly going to make them a little bit more lethal as far as a run and pass game I know a lot of people criticize that move in the offseason because Melvin Gordon was going to make all this money and look still certainly a contract that was on the heavier side as far as money goes but if this kid comes I said this when they signed him if this kid comes out and kid talking about him like he's you know 21 uh if melvin gordon goes out and puts together a really solid year receiving and running the football you're not going to remember that contract you're not going to care because he was helping you win some football games so i think this is bronco offense that y- you like 
It's exciting. It's fun to watch. It's nice to see a quarterback that acts with a little bit of fearlessness. No no conservative nature. Wants to push the football down the field. You are going to get some cons with the pros. He is going to try to air it out into double coverage at some point in time. He's going to make that rookie mistake because he's basically a rookie. He's only played five games. The fact of the matter is that this is a small sample size for Drew Locke. So I think the most important thing that Bronco fans need to understand is that, look, they do need to have a little bit of patience with the kid because he is going to make mistakes. But I think you're going to see him make some plays that make your jaw drop and say, That's somebody I could believe in in the future. That's somebody I can get excited about. That's somebody I want to go watch. That's somebody I want to buy tickets for. And that's somebody who can get us to some postseason success. So certainly going to be interesting to monitor as we continue on with the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And look, here's the deal with our friends at DraftKings. I tell you what, you listen to this program, we talk about betting all the time. And there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. Why? Because DraftKings, the leader of one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. Here's the deal. To claim your share of up to $100 million on instant giveaways, all you have to do is this. Download the app and sign up using the promo code MHS, then enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes, it is really that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. While the top prize reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least five dollars in value upon entering and of course look you sign up and see the many different giveaways that you could enter a lot of cool stuff i know that's what i've been checking out and our friends at DraftKings, boy they do a terrific job in the app it's very easy to navigate look here's the deal while you're on the app don't forget to check out the great odds that you can get, the boosts, the promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook, they are offering every day to celebrate, of course, basketball, golf, all in action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for a $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code MHS to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and re- Conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, again, we say thanks to our friends over there at DraftKings. And, of course, look, betting on football is something I've been looking to do. And uh, the parlays, the things I've been doing with our friends over there at DraftKings, very excited to continue to do as the season continues or at least training camp continues and getting ready for week one in those survivor pools and all that jazz. Uh, It's going to be fun. And I hope you join us on the Broncos Blitz podcast. As you know, we may even have a podcast per week that's dedicated to sports betting because that's really being ingrained now into our lifestyle, right? As a sports fan, it should be uh, a part of what we do. And well, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so, hopefully, what we will be doing is uh, going back and checking out all the many great things that our friends at DraftKings are doing. And, of course, you can bet on those, well, that team down at Dove Valley. Boy, I tell you what, they are looking good on defense. We talked about the offense, okay? A lot of excitement on the offense, but on the defensive side, I have to say, I think there's been more 
practices that have been won by the defense, if that's a real fair way, I really don't. I mean, just throwing it out there, I guess. Who's won more practices, the defense or the offense? I think the defense certainly has. They have been terrific on red zone opportunities. They have been very good at getting to the quarterback. Now, look, obviously, this is just sevens, elevens, these different drills to institute things. They can't hit the quarterback, but I tell you what, guys like Von Miller looks good. Bradley Chubb looks good. Shelby Harris still batting balls down at the line of scrimmage. And maybe more so guys who are returning from injury Bradley Chubb being one of them, Bryce Callahan being another really, really solid so far. Uh, Bryce Callahan has looked good. He has really stood out in the corner room, and I think that's going to be really important because as we start to zero in on certain positions, we'll start in the secondary with the safeties and the corners. The safeties, look, the communication has certainly been there so far. It was an interesting um, red zone drill back uh, yesterday. When they were basically, the safeties were going back and forth, kind of chatting about you know what they are seeing from the offense and read a couple things correctly, uh, basically held off the offense from scoring in the red zone. And I thought that was really nice to see because that's a good way to simulate kind of an in-game action without having the preseason is those things that could go wrong in just simply communicating, right? There's not enough communication on the football field. If you think there is, communicate more. And that has been a issue in the past. Now, I want to say that that issue did include Chris Harris Jr. as one of the key cogs in that in the past, dating back to last year. A little different this year. Obviously, he's not here, but if you are the safeties, you got to be in communication with those corners, and they've been doing a very good job at that so far. And uh, For the corner room, I think that's the big discussion as far as where uh, people are seeing the, the uh, if you will, the biggest competition and that's, of course, for the third corner spot. Established guy in A.J. Boye will obviously take the number one, Bryce Callahan, number two. Who is going to be that third guy and potentially the second corner when Bryce Callahan has to move around, potentially play in that slot? And, you know, that third corner position is totally up for grabs right now. We've seen some solid play from Devontae Harris. We've seen some solid play from Devontae Bosby. Uh, Isaac Yadam. He's had, at times been good, at times inconsistent. Still think that I just don't know what I'm seeing where I could see him be the number two or three guy. But look, Denver may be relying on him to to be inserted into that mix at times. Uh, Denver, of course, had the rookie out, Michael Ojemudia, who unfortunately dealing with the quad injury now over the last couple of practices, but uh, hopefully will be back soon, although hearing from Vic Fangio maybe not as uh, optimistic as others, but certainly, look, this quad injury, if he could get back into shape, maybe before the season opener, would be huge for Denver. They need a lot of guys in this corner position to start to rotate through because, quite frankly, they just don't have that one guy who's really risen to the 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 moment the the opportunity of just taking the keys and driving away with that number three corner spot it just hasn't popped up and so I think you're going to see start to see this maybe just being a rotating spot uh, maybe depending on the type of player who they have to cover you could be sending in a guy who's maybe a more long taller uh, runner uh, more versus the short quick agile uh, abilities to cover as a corner they're going to have to play those matchups, and this is going to have to be Vic Fangio's finest hour. And you know what? Quite frankly, this is going to be only 
the the big position that I think Vic Fangio is going to have to really work on because every other position you start to look around is pretty solid pending injury. Okay, I want it. Little asterisk, okay? Little asterisk next to injury. We'll come back to that. I want to go back to the very front of the defense, and that's the defensive line who may be playing the most complete ball on defense right now between Jarrell Casey, Mike Purcell. Uh, we're seeing some great, great play from Draymond Jones, the second-year man who's really kind of becoming a force, a guy who spoke to the media last week, really defined in the arms, has really put on some weight and looks stronger faster, a guy who I think could really be a big-time player, an impact player, that maybe people aren't paying attention to, right? Like, Jarrell Casey stealing all the headlines, and rightfully so, you know? Stealing all the headlines on defense, the return of Bradley Chubb, it's Bryce Callahan, it's this great secondary, it's Vaughn Miller. Watch out for this kid, Draymond Jones. See if he can put up some numbers this year on that defensive line. And obviously, look, he gets to play along with some very talented players. Jarrell Casey, the multi-time Pro Bowl, coming over from Tennessee. And obviously, Shelby Harris, who I don't think anybody thought Shelby Harris was coming back this year. Still, the king of batting down uh, footballs. I, I can't tell you how many times he's batted down a football in training camp. It's been that many. It's crazy. He just has this natural feel, this this. I don't know. He's got magnets on his hands. I don't know what it is. Uh, Shelby Harris is terrific at batting the football down and really kind of causing chaos for a quarterback. And for Denver, boy, they'll take it because that chaos is going to lead to some mistakes, maybe a football that's tipped, and then you have that back end. Or maybe even the linebackers having opportunities to take advantage of that, maybe cause a couple more turnovers. That's what Denver's really trying to do. They're trying to get after the quarterback this year and trying to cause some turnovers because that's really not what's been the case in years past. And you could see that in some of the ways and the the styles that they're teaching uh, without revealing too much that, uh, of course, we can't talk too much about it. It's legal-wise with the Broncos, but you know they are, bottom line, they're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to try to get some turnovers this year, and I think that's that's really good. That's that's really good to hear from a Broncos fan base that basically watched a Broncos defense that I don't want to say was I don't want to say was bland, but they just kind of sat back there and played defense, right? You hoped that one or two particular guys got after the quarterback, but outside of that, they just kind of held back, played their game, and hopefully it was good enough to where they could, you know, knock down a football, three and out, and be done with it. I think this year there's a little bit more of a different mentality. They want to get after the quarterback on the defensive line. They want to intercept passes back in the secondary. And I tell you what, these linebackers, that's where the asterisk comes in. Remember the asterisk come in we talked about a little bit earlier? Injuries are a problem. You got the big injury to Todd Davis, not as severe as what we all thought, but certainly setting back the Broncos inside linebacker position a little bit. Insert Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell coming in has looked okay in practice. I'm going to be truly honest with you. I don't think Josie Jewell can handle the certain workload physically. I think intelligently he can. He's a very intelligent kid. He's very smart, understands the defense, calling out things, but physically, I'm not sure he's there. I'm not sure if he can run with the best tight ends or running backs flying out on a wheel route in some of these assignments. A.J. Johnson, certainly been a great player so far. Really stood out in camp this particular week as, uh, boy, he is a big, fast, getting smarter. I mean, really kind of 
coming into a everyday middle linebacker kind of um, you know, kind of reminds me of Al Wilson almost, you know, like where he's becoming that that anchor in the middle that the Broncos have needed for a while and really haven't had for a long, long time. And so certainly good to see. This is a Broncos defense that, look, there's a lot to like. Obviously, you got the right guys in pulling the trigger. Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel working on the, the certain assignments, putting guys in the right place and calling the right plays that can set this defense up for success. I do I don't want to skip over special teams really quick. I will say I have evaluated Sam Martin over the last couple of weeks uh, for what it's worth. The punter hitting somewhere in the range of 50, 55 plus yards on the ease. The hang time is somewhere in the range of 4.5, 4.7. These are numbers I've documented myself. I, I think you're finally going to see a punter that really swings the the field position for Denver. I think you're going to be very happy with what you see in Sam Martin. As far as the kicking position, look, Brandon McManus has, has looked good for the most part. Certainly a team player. Uh, has been doing a lot of different antics, fun things, wearing the referee shirt, uh, running up and down on kick returns, even when he really didn't need to. Kind of brings a fun, loose vibe uh, to Broncos practice. And look, he, he's loved by all his teammates, and certainly when called upon, I think this is a guy who you could still trust to certainly nail the big kick, uh, whether it be in the postseason or the regular season in Brandon McManus. The return game is going to be an interesting one. Obviously, you, you wish you could do a little bit more practice with K.J. Hamler. Could he be folded into the mix? Deontay Spencer coming back. Uh, do you want to free up a roster spot? We kind of discussed Jerry Judy at times. I don't know if you want that guy returning punts or kicks just simply because he's too valuable on offense. So there's a lot of moving around, I think, and figuring out still on that returner depth chart. I think you're going to see Deontay Spencer really leaned upon to to handle a majority of those opportunities because certainly, look, that's what he did last year, and he did it to a pretty good extent. I believe a Pro Bowl alternative, if I remember correctly. So if you're on the special team side of things, I think your biggest upgrade certainly has been the punter position, and Sam Martin has been practicing. Practicing a lot of directional kicking, so I think you're, uh, if you're the Broncos, maybe anticipating a lot of great returners, and you just don't want to get beat by that. And certainly, that is what they're going to be working on and continuing to. And we will, of course, monitor it for Mile High Sports and the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's been a fun. Uh, first, what is it, 10, 11 days? I don't even remember at this point. It's just all kind of a blur, but. Well, our first week, week and a half, is done at Broncos training camp. And, of course, we will continue to, well, cover the Broncos at MileHighSports.com. If you want to read up on anything going on with the Broncos, that's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, I've been asking the, uh, well, for your questions regarding the Broncos on email and on social media. So here's how you ask a Broncos question that I will answer on the podcast. On the email, at, uh, oh, excuse me, Ronnie K, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, at milehighsports.com. Shoot me an email and just put on a Broncos question in the subject. Ronnie K at milehighsports.com. Or you can ask on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio, 
on social media. You can DM me. You can ask it in the mentions, whatever may be the case. If you have any questions, whether it's because uh, this is a different year. You know, this is a year that fans not allowed, uh, limited media opportunities. But certainly in the times that I have gone, uh, I have sat in the sun. And it's really hot. And I've had my binoculars, but you know what? I am watching them Broncos, and whatever questions you have, be sure to uh, forward them along to me, and then I will answer them for you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this edition of the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. If you like the podcast, you like the sound, be sure to head on over to the many different locations that you can find this podcast, whether it be, let's see, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com. Give us the five-star, the follow, subscription, I don't know, whatever is on your platform. Uh, help us out and give us the, uh, well, the pep and the love so that you can share the podcast with everybody else. And hopefully we kind of create this little Broncos community with the podcast this year. It's a weird year, so we all are in this together and we're all in the podcast together. So... I want your responses, of course, like I mentioned on email, on Twitter, and you can subscribe to the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, with Mile High Sports. You can read up on the Broncos over there at MileHighSports.com and find archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.